Warning, wicked wanderers may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Your wicked hostess Jacqueline here. Welcome to Wicked Wanderers. I hope everybody had an amazing weekend and went on a adventure. I feel like it's been so long since I've talked to you guys. So many things have happened. I went to Germany, got to see my family and cousins I've never met before that were absolutely precious. I got to spend time with my brother, my sister, and my mom there, and we had an overall really great time. I will do an episode on that later. Then when I got back, my sweet little angel muffin bear went into kidney failure about three days after, and I had to put him down, which was extremely hard, but it was the right thing to do, and that's what you do when you are a good owner. So I've been dealing with that. And then I turned 35, which, yeah, that sucks. But it's spooky season, the most wonderful time of the year. I absolutely love October. I'm an October baby. I love everything spooky. I love everything Halloween. This week's episode is going to be different. Since October is my favorite month, I wanted to discuss the origin of Halloween and Some of the best places to travel to for Halloween. So let's get into this. The origins of Halloween date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. The Celts 2,000 years ago mainly lived in what is now Ireland, and they celebrated the New Year on November 1st. Samhain is the day that marks the end of summer in the harvest season and the beginning of a dark cold winter, a time of year often associated with death. The Celts believed that on the eve of the new year, that the boundaries between the world of the living and the dead became blurred. The veil was thin. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain and believed that the ghost of the dead would return to the earth. This would cause disturbances destroying crops, and they also believed that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the druids or priests to make predictions about the future. For a community completely dependent on an unstable natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during a long, dark winter. I mean, this is like a long-ass time ago. They didn't have TV or any of that shit. I don't know what the hell they did for fun, like stare at each other, play with rocks or some shit. I don't know. To commemorate this event, the Druids lit giant sacred bonfires where people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic gods. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes often made of animal heads and skin 
and try to predict each other's futures. After this celebration ended, they rekindled the fire in the hearth of their fireplaces that they had extinguished earlier in the evening with the sacred fire and that it would protect them in the coming winter. And because Christianity sabotaged and stole most pagan festivals in the ninth century, they like to do that shit. They like to steal everybody's shit and make them conform to what they believe in. And of course, this would spread over into the Celtic lands, and it would blend and replace older Celtic rituals. In 100 AD, the church designated November 2nd as All Saints Day, a day to honor the dead. All Saints Day is celebrated like Samhain, with huge bonfires, parades, and dressing up as saints and angels and demons. The night of All Saints Day is the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion, which began to be called All Hallows' Eve and eventually would be Halloween. I want to discuss some traditions that we now practice and the origins of them. Carving jack-o'-lanterns. The tradition of carving jack-o'-lanterns are originated in Ireland. They use turnips instead of pumpkins. It is said to be based on a legend that a man named Stingy Jack repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that Jack never had to go to hell. But when Jack died, he learned that heaven did not want his soul either. So he was forced to wander the earth as a ghost forever. The devil did give Jack a burning coal from a turnip to light the way. Locals eventually began carving scary faces into their turnips to ward off evil spirits. The tradition of wearing a scary costume. To avoid being terrorized by all the evil spirits that roam the earth during Samhain, the Celts disguised themselves so the spirits wouldn't know that they were people. I wonder what they disguised themselves of. Oh shit, I'm a piece of corn. Or, I'm just a big rock. I mean, what the fuck did they have back then? Oh shit, I'm a cow. Or a potato. I guess their disguises worked, and it warded off the spirits from noticing them. Trick-or-treating. There is a lot of debate surrounding the origins of trick-or-treating, but there are generally three theories. The first theory is that during Samhain, the Celts left food outside to appease the spirits wandering the earth at night. Over time, people began dressing like these supernatural creatures in exchange for similar food and drink. The second theory is close to the first one. It is a Scottish custom. During the Middle Ages, poor children and adults often collected food and money from local families and prayed for the dead on All Saints Day. Eventually, they would abandon prayers in favor of non-religious practices by including songs, jokes, the third theory is that modern American trick-or-treating originated from Belsnickering, a German-American Christmas tradition in which children dressed up in costumes and then called neighbors to see if the adults can guess the trick. In one version of this practice, children were rewarded with food or other treats. 
black and orange, the traditional Halloween colors. Black and orange also originated from the Celtic festival of Samhain. For the Celts, black was a symbol of death of summer in the harvest season, and orange symbolized the autumn harvest. Bobbing for apples. This has been a staple of Halloween parties for many years, but its origins are deeply rooted in love and romance. The game originated as a courtship ritual that was part of a Roman festival, Pomona, the goddess of agriculture and fertility. Although there are several versions, the main point is that young women and men can predict their future relationships based on this game. I'm not even going to discuss the black cat. I own a black cat. I think it's bullshit. I know people who literally believe in that superstition. You know what? The Egyptians worship cats. I know people who have had a black cat try to cross their path, literally pick it up and throw it to make sure it didn't cross them. This is total bullshit. That is animal abuse. There is nothing wrong with black cats. I love my black cat. He's fucking awesome. Just got diagnosed with a heart condition, though. He is 14, and I would do anything for him. He's good luck. So, we're not going to talk about that bullshit, and we're going to move on to pranks. Pranks vary by region, but the pre-Halloween tradition known as Devil's Night is said to have different origins depending on the source. Some say these pranks started as a part of a May Day celebration and then moved into Samhain and then eventually All Saints Day. It included good nature mischief. When the Irish and the Scottish immigrants came to America, they brought this tradition with them. The tradition of celebrating Devil's Night is now a part of Halloween celebrations. I don't know if other people had this growing up, but we definitely had Devil's Night where I grew up in Massachusetts. Mainly how people think of Devil's Night is teepeeing somebody's house, egging somebody's house, generally causing mischief. Not so much mayhem. I mean, egging a house in a car can actually cause a lot of damage, so please don't do that. But we did celebrate it and we did have fun. Other areas, when I bring up Devil's Night, especially here in the great state of North Carolina, a.k.a. the Bible Belt, they have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about and look at me like I'm fucking crazy. These are just a couple of traditions that I found fascinating and thought I would discuss. And now, for all my spooky witches, let's get to the best places to celebrate Halloween. The Pacific Northwest Center for Halloween Festivities is St. Helens. I'm sure that every one of my fellow millennials remember the iconic 1998 Disney Channel movie, Halloween Town. If you have not seen this movie, watch it. Watch one, two, three, shit, I don't even know how many there are. Watch all of them. They're fucking great. And you can visit Halloween Town in real life. The movie Halloween Town was filmed in St. Helens. And instead of having their 15 minute of fun, they said, fuck this. 
let's do this every Halloween. We're gonna be Halloween Town. And people from all over the nation travel to St. Helens for Halloween Town. They start off with the Great Pumpkins Illumination in the city square on September 29th. And that kicks off all the festivities. The square is crowded with food trucks, craft vendors, all the way through October 31st. Everybody's dressed up for Halloween. They have a big Halloween parade on Saturday, October 7th. There are brilliant floats, amazing costumes, and frightening displays. There is the Halloween Town's Haunted House that is open every weekend and on certain weekdays until 8 o'clock. Young children might want to skip over this attraction due to its scary components. On October 14th, visitors can attend the Haunted Hot Rods Car Show, as well as other exciting events taking place that day. During this spooky time, you can anticipate beautiful fall weather with typical highs ranging from the mid-70s in September and the low 60s in October. This place is fucking awesome. It transforms into Halloween Town, like you were in the movie. And I love Halloween, and starting September 29th, shit, I was decorated for Halloween in fucking July. So I am game to go somewhere where every day people are dressed up as witches or in costumes, count me in. If you are looking for something different to do, why don't you travel to Mojaca, Mexico, and celebrate Dia de los Muertos. This is the night when families welcome visitors of the dead. At midnight on Halloween, in November 1st, the door is open for souls to return. Families build huge altars filled with marigolds, candles, sugar skulls, and photos of their loved ones. Every altar is different. Some may even include food and something to drink. People also draw sugar skull designs on their faces to represent the departed souls. It is hauntingly beautiful. Their faces and the way they do their makeup and their hair and their dresses is such a beautiful tradition. It is death with beauty. Absolutely fascinating and stunning. This festival has been going on for more than 3,000 years. I've always wanted to see this festival in person, to see these beautiful altars and smell the sweet scent of marigolds. And that being said, this is a religious holiday that is extremely important to the people of this culture. And it should not be considered a tourist attraction and should be seen and celebrated with the utmost respect. Some spooky places in Mohaka, Post Mortem Chapel, the Oaxaca Cemetery, and the historic center of Oaxaca. October is truly a magical time in Edinburgh, Scotland. There are plenty of spooky places in the city from the narrow, dark streets of the Royal Mile to the iconic Canongate Cemetery, which looks its best in October when all the leaves turn orange and yellow. And in Edinburgh, 
It has one of the most unique Halloween events, the Samhain Fire Parade. This is Edinburgh's annual Halloween celebration. It is hosted by the Beltane Fire Society and is one of the biggest festivals. The totally immersive festival allows you to wander through the otherworldly creatures and witness a spectacular, fiery display of storytelling through a live performance that showcases a dramatic standoff between the summer and winter kings. This amazing performance is brought to life by fire dancing, acrobatics, drumming, and of course, vibrant colored costumes. The volunteer performers ultimately decide the fate of each king in the festival. This festival parade celebrates Celtic rituals of Samhain with a fiery twist on Halloween night. There is a registration to come along and watch the event, which goes towards the safety of supporting the Beltane Fire Society. And trust me, it's worth the fee. This is fucking amazing. I mean, you will not see a performance like this. The streets covered with people. Amazing performances. Who wants to fucking go to Scotland for Halloween? If so, email me. Let's fucking go. My description can't even, like, hit the tip of the iceberg of this shit. Google what Halloween is like in Edinburgh. Your mind's gonna be fucking blown. When you're in Edinburgh, make sure you go on a guru's walking tour. Learn about the gruesome fall of the Douglas family and the mysterious ending of the old lady Guthrie. Some additional spooky places in Edinburgh include the Edinburgh Castle, the Southridge Vaults, and the Banshee Labyrinth. I highly recommend visiting Scotland for Halloween. And now we're going to go to New Orleans. This is a fucking great place to celebrate. It is one of the most haunted cities in America. And with the influx of the early black African religions from the Caribbean, New Orleans has always been one of the centers of voodoo practitioners in the United States. The streets of the French Quarter are filled with witchy shops. And this isn't just during Halloween, but it's even more fun going there when it is Halloween. The spirit of Marie Lavou can be felt in the atmosphere in some of these shops. Marie Lavou was a 19th century high priestess of New Orleans. You can learn some mystical spells, get some charms. You can visit the Lalori or the Lalori Mansion, home of the notorious serial killer Madame Derfi La Lori. Take a guided tour of the Gardette Le Pret, the site of the largest massacre in New Orleans. Visit some of the world-famous and hauntingly beautiful cemeteries. And, of course, learn about all the ghosts, goblins, witches, and vampires of New Orleans. Don't miss the crew of Boo. This parade has life-size floats covered in skulls and other spooky designs that adorn the French Quarter. 
However, costumes are required to attend this parade, and don't be afraid to show off your best. If you're traveling with your four-legged friends, the Barkus Parade is a great place to go to. This parade is for dogs and their owners and is an event not to be missed, featuring costume doggies of all shapes and sizes. It is legal to drink in the streets of New Orleans. One of the biggest Halloween festivals is on Frenchman Street. Crowds of partygoers take to the streets in elaborate and lavish costumes. The French Quarter's LGBT community also comes out in full costume. And let me tell you, their costumes slay. Most of the action takes place on Bourbon Street in the heart of the French Quarter. Elaborate costumes, drinks, and dancing with friends. I mean, New Orleans throws down. Go to Meath, Ireland. This is the place where Halloween, or Samhain, originally began. Meath is the perfect place to visit on Halloween. It is one of the few places in Ireland to combine the celebration of Halloween with traditional elements of the ancient festival of Samhain. It is said to be one of Ireland's biggest Halloween festivals, with a balance of spooky nighttime events and classic fun. The Spirits of Meath Halloween Festival is held in the Boyne Valley. This festival runs from October 6th to November 6th and offers a range of activities for all ages, including fun by day, and Fright by Night events. There is also the Puka Festival. This festival celebrates Ireland as the birthplace of Halloween and takes place in Trim and Athboyco. This festival is from the 27th to the 31st of October with an incredible line of acts and events. When the light turns to the dark, the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead thins. Creatures of Samhain Ireland's most ancient Halloween tradition comes to life. Roaming in the darkness like a shadowy specter, the shape-shifting spirit of Puka comes alive. Praise the Halloween spirits through folklore, food, myth, and music. Reopen the pathways of reflection and celebration carved by travelers for over 2,000 years. This is an epic festival that brings the best Irish talent and culture to it. An experience you do not want to miss. You do have to buy tickets for this event. Go to Derry, Ireland. Although technically this is a different country, Northern Ireland is closely associated with the ancient festivals of Samhain. Halloween lovers must experience the Dairy Halloween Festival at least once in their lifetime. The spirit of Samhain is conveyed through these three spectacular evenings of spooky activities, including a Halloween parade and Halloween night fireworks. The city comes to life with spooky street performers and exciting shows. The people of Dairy are crazy about Halloween. The Halloween Festival is a four-day festival taking place in Derry from Saturday the 28th to Tuesday the 21st. Experience the true magic and excitement of Halloween. This carnival completely transforms the city and offers a series of events that are both fun and entertaining. The festival includes a number of 
Free partying fun. The real highlight of this whole festival is the Halloween parade with breathtaking visuals and exceptional music and entertainment, an unforgettable experience. Every year, the Dairy Festival gets bigger than the previous year with more things to do. So if you are looking for a place to celebrate Halloween, Dairy is one of the best places. Additional spooky places to visit in Dairy is Spring Hill House and Gwendolyn. Go to Transylvania, Romania. Though Transylvania does not celebrate Halloween, what better place to be during this spooky time? This is home to Count Dracula. Visit the Braun Castle, home to the mythical Count, which is open daily for tours. The castle even hosts an annual Halloween party that includes a night tour, a party, and open bar. Enjoy a delicious three-course dinner at the hotel's restaurant. Then you will go on the castle tour. There are stairs leading to rooms, passages, and dungeons. Terrifying darkness lurks in every corner. Who knows what mysteries are hidden in the dark. After the castle tour, you will attend a lively Halloween party on the castle's grounds with music and, of course, spooky costumes. When the party ends at 4 a.m., you can stay in the castle exploring until 7 a.m. What better place than Dracula's castle? Go to Venice and Borgo a Mazzano, Italy. Italy isn't exactly a Halloween crazy country. Most European countries have not fully accepted Halloween, but in Venice, you will find plenty of spooky fun. This is also a popular destination for ghost hunting tours, especially on the island of Povogila. This island served as a quarantine zone for people suffering from the plague and was even used as an asylum in the early 20th century, making it an absolute hub for paranormal activities. If you are looking for a party, head over to the town of Borgo a Maziano, just north of Luca. There you will find a huge Halloween party named the Devil's Bridge. From October 29th to the 31st, the festival will take place in and around the city. This is the biggest free admission party in Italy with some scary Krampuses, lots of music, street food, and overall spooky vibes. You wouldn't think Italy knows how to celebrate Halloween, but they absolutely do. Go to the Sea Witch Festival in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. This one is interesting. I have never heard of it. And this is a unique festival. There is so much going on at this festival. The streets are filled with hundreds of witches, monsters, zombies, and other characters. This is a family-friendly community event. There are costume parades, dog costume parades, magic shows, horseback riding, Halloween-themed scavenger hunts, broom throwing. There are many contests held throughout the day, such as guessing the weight of the pumpkin, the seed spitting contest, and so much more. There are live performances and musical performances. 
However, at night, everything is dark and people sit around the fire by the beach and share scary stories. There are lots of jokes, drinking, and fun. And look at that, a Samhain tradition, a bonfire. I'm down for a bonfire, scary stories. Give me some cocktails, some marshmallows, some s'mores. Game on. Go to Sleepy Hollow, New York. Halloween at Sleepy Hollow has something for everyone. There are haunted hayrides, gothic castles, flaming pumpkins, farmer's market, live music, street fairs, and the famous Halloween 10K run, where costumes are welcomed. There is the Headless Horseman. There is the great jack-o'-lantern blaze with over 7,000 illuminating pumpkins. This is an epic art piece with synchronized lighting and a spooky soundtrack that will get you in the Halloween mood. The jack-o'-lantern blaze is a must-see experience that captures the spirit of Halloween. The haunted hayrides are a tradition in the village of Sleepy Hollow. Enjoy a hellish 30-minute ride through the forest with vivid scenes including clowns, witches, zombies, and other scary things that go bump in the night. There is the Terrytown Halloween Parade, Headless Bridge, and Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Sleepy Hollow, New York is a place to go to. And I'm telling you, this jack-o'-lantern blaze is truly an epic piece of art. That's 7,000 pumpkins that are carved beautifully. Add Sleepy Hollow, New York to your list. And finally, Salem, Massachusetts. I grew up going to Salem for Halloween, and it was also my birthday celebration. If you love witches, psychics, and all spooky things, Salem is the place to be. Please note, it can be very cold on Halloween, so be prepared. If you want to be a slutty anything, you're probably going to freeze your ass off. There have been some years where there's been snow on the ground, so you might want to rethink your slutty costume and go as like a fucking Eskimo. Or drink up so you can at least believe in your head that you're warm. The magic of the season is on full display during Halloween. If you love looking at leaves changing color, pumpkin spice, and the thrill of a ghost story, Halloween Salem is an experience that you don't want to miss. October in Salem is a fascinating exploration of all things spooky. Join the chaos of Salem with a day full of magical and mysterious events throughout the city. The streets will be filled with costume patrons, so keep an eye on your children. Live performances, even karaoke, featuring the best Halloween songs, will take place on stages downtown. All are welcome to join the Free Salem Witch Circle on Salem Common as a part of an ancient ritual to honor the dead. Stay for the final fireworks extravaganza. That will close out the Halloween season in Salem. Halloween in Salem is so much fun. So if you haven't been there, go. It is one of the best Halloween experiences I've ever had in my life. I would go every year. And this concludes my episode of Wicked Wanderers. And as always, wander more and stay wicked. Bye!
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wicked Wanderers. I write, edit, and produce this podcast all by myself. If you wish to donate to the cause, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash wickedwanderers. I do have a bonus episode posted. You can join the Patreon or do a one-time donation. I do this podcast for fun. I have a full-time job. But I want to tell people about all these amazing, spooky, and dark places that you can visit around the world. Links to where I found some of my information is posted in the show notes. And guys, go out on an adventure. Life is too short to sit around and be bored. Love you guys. Bye.